Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday, February 8th, 2024. It's the morning rush. All right. Well, you guys might have some updates that you're ready to listen to, and I'm going to give them to you right now. As you probably knew, today was the day I was to face my, uh, I guess, petitioner, the person who was filing a harassment lawsuit against me. We've been referring to her as Jane Doe. Well, I can tell you right now the case isn't dismissed, but I can tell you it's looking like that's the direction it's trending in. Um, She's the petitioner and I'm the respondent, and there is a joint stipulation in order for dismissal of the request for a civil harassment restraining order. So essentially, she tried to sue me, or I, I guess tried to get a restraining order against me, which was denied by the LA Superior Court over grounds of First Amendment rights issues. And I guess you wanted a moral victory. And the moral victory uh, here, it says in the uh, document, I'm going to read it for you, is that um, the moral victory is the stipulation is that, and this is, again, really it, she a respondent, which is me, is to refrain from using any language on any of his public forums that promotes or condones any violence or physical harm to petitioner. Well, isn't that already a law? Doesn't that law already exist? Free speech is free, you're allowed to say what you want, but you can't harm somebody with your speech, Uh, right? I don't know. I'm not a uh, constitutional uh, expert here, historian. But either way, it seems as if she wanted some sort of moral victory, which I was happy to give her. Congratulations. Either way, she's dismissing, unless something changes. I got to tell you this, as I record this episode, uh, a little sneak peek for you guys, I record these episodes the night before, so it's actually about uh, 10 p.m. Central Time as I record record this. Uh, So I don't know for sure whether or not she's going to pull the plug. Uh, She has signed her end of the document. I have signed mine. And I'll talk more about this today. Uh, But what's interesting is I got an email from her and I haven't received an email from her in months because I've basically said, um, uh, don't email me, email my lawyer, like don't contact me. Um, And so she has now violated that the subject of the email said emergency and I, and I sent it to spam. Because there's nothing I can do for her. Uh, There's no trick she can play to get me to want to play her game. It's just not going to happen. I didn't date her. I don't know her. And I'm moving on with my life. Now, will I continue to cover Clayton Eckert's paternity scandal and more? Absolutely. I sure will. We've got a lot of other stuff to talk about today. Some uh, divorces, Tom Sandoval's new girlfriend, Taylor Swift selling her debt. I mean, her jet. So much to get into. I'll I'll just give you this update. I don't have permission yet to share this victim's story, but there is someone else. I know, I know. What you're thinking? Oh, Dave, am I listening to a repeat episode? No. We we used to call victims by numbers. Uh, Clayton was victim three, two, one. No, no, no. There's more. There are more people that have been uh, uh, put through the legal system uh, by Jane Doe. And if that's damaging to her mental health, well, I, I truly am sorry. Uh, but what is more damaging is to the mental health of the families that have to deal with the collateral damage of her litigious lawsuits. I know lawsuits are litigious, I understand, but a little alliteration never stopped anybody. So what are we going to do about all this? 
uh, do we keep talking about it? I think it's a segment that's going to keep going on as long as, uh, you know, justice is being served. It seems as if it worked out in my favor, although I have to tell you, uh, all things considered, even though she dismissed her case against me, what's the bill going to be? I don't know. I have to wait. I have no idea what the bill is going to be for all the emails my lawyer had to deal with with her and this and that. I mean, boy, does she know how to cast a large wake. Uh, but uh, how bizarre, right? that the language she wanted is that I don't promote violence or harm against her. I don't provoke, promote violence or harm against a moth, let alone her. I don't want anyone to hurt her. I don't want her to hurt herself. I wanted her to get help. In fact, as I said before, if she's willing to come forward and say, I've got a problem and I need help, I'd pull together whatever resources we can to try to help her. The problem is, is that it doesn't seem like it's going to end. It seems like it's going to keep on going. Do we just ignore it and move on? Well, that's what some may do, but you know, there's always a new sucker that has to deal with her. And we spoke on the phone today for about an hour with one of those, not a sucker, a nice, a nice gentleman who's a new victim. Again, we'll have more on this. He's not afraid to share all of his receipts. He went through the legal system with her, cost him a lot of money over a hundred thousand. He says maybe up to half a million dollars in business. She tried to go to people he worked with, tried to cancel him in different ways. And while it's interesting to look back on, it was hell for him and his family. And you know, as a minority business owner, minority small business owner, that's not the that's not the energy we want putting out in the world. I would love it if my platform was bigger so I could try to help these guys even more. But in the meantime, the the the, the immediate thing we can do is pursue justice. And I'm going to do just that. So in the off chance that one of our power listeners named Jane Doe is listening, I'm not opening your emails. I'm not dealing with you. You can hunt me down if you want to find me through the legal system and we can play this game all over again. But I'm telling you right now, you're fucking with the wrong person. You don't fuck with YouTubers. You don't fuck with podcasters. You know why? We air out all of our dirty laundry. We share it with the masses. We get enraged and we do something about it. And you can't behi- you can't hide behind whatever lit- litigious muscle you think you have. You can't do that. Not when you're dealing with people in the public. Maybe you could do that as a bully in the privacy of your own home. Maybe you can come after people with a big, you know, shotgun, a monster energy drink from the casita and do that. But you can't fuck with us. It's just not going to work. All right, we're going to jump into some other news. Wow, I don't want to be too sad here, but Bobby Altoff's husband... Files for a divorce months after podcasters shut down Drake dating uh, hookup rumors. Do you guys know Bobby Altoff? Do you guys know her? She's that like the young female version of um, uh, 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 Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis. She asked these like sort of monotonous questions of these celebrities. Well, very bizarre that she had this interview she did with Drake, which made her super viral, super viral. But after that, she um, ended up taking the interview down. They unfollowed each other and people said, did they cheat? Did, did she hook up with this guy? Again, who knows? But her tech husband, husband. I guess they got married in what, 2020? They've got a three-year-old and one-year-old and he's asking for joint legal and physical custody of the kids. Interestingly, the tech executive listed the date of separation as July 4th, 2023. The same month Drake was a guest on Bobby's The Really Good podcast. Um, She addressed speculation that she and the rapper had a romantic fling that led to a falling out. Um, I believe she denied it, right? Um, um, You know, David Portnoy texted her and said, my girlfriend says 
you hooked up with Drake and got divorced. I'm saying that is not true. Bobby replied, I am not commenting publicly, but off the record, you're right. That is not true. Well, what's not true? Either way, you might not know anything about this story, but Bobby, uh, she had, I mean, she's really come out of nowhere in just the last six or seven months from like zero to millions of Instagram followers and TikTok followers uh, for her very dry style of interview. I hope she's okay. It always sucks when there's young kids involved in a divorce. But hey, at least she's famous now and she's got some money. So, you know, a tech executive and a famous TikToker, I think they're going to be just okay. All right. Speaking of being okay, Tom Sandoval talks about his new relationship. I'll get into this story right after the break. I know this is the content everybody was asking for. Will Tom Sandoval find love? He's on his pal Billy Lee's new comedy podcast, Billy and the Kid. Here's what he had to say about his new flame. I, I would ad- say I would say my addiction of the week is definitely uh, my my friend uh, Victoria that I've been hanging out with. Please, she's super awesome. She's one of the sweetest people. She's like, I've obviously like I've known her for like a super long time, but um, we went on our first date last night. It was awesome. It was very adventurous, a little crazy. <laughs> uh, is it Victoria bo- like Victoria's Secret? Is that that the Victoria? <clears throat> Uh, she is a model. She's not yeah, not from Victoria's like Secret, but she's gorgeous. She's a model. Yeah, okay, she good works job. a lot, and she is very she's very successful and uh, does well for herself. And she, you know, but she's also very humble and really cool. And so, just like you, just a really sweet, thoughtful person. Like I, I'm actually battling like a sore throat right now because I meet like a hundred people a day. You know, yeah. going into Schwartz and Sandy's and the Tom Tom, it's like, you know, you take pictures with people. People like are excited. They want to talk to you. They want to <clears> tell their stories about, you know, everything. And obviously, I want to talk to people and socialize with them. So, also, the, you enjoy giving heads. So I'm sure down yeah, there true. all the time. <laughs> all right. So, there it is. You've got Tom Sandoval with his new lady. All right. Let's move on to something else. I think I have to take a bath after listening to that. I have tragic news to share with everybody. My wife found out where the local home goods is. It's a mega home goods store. You know this? Home goods is the crack den for white women. I swear, she always goes in there. She gets like a slight deal. A slight deal. Like it's not like the stuff is cheap. It's not the dollar store. Home, you get you you go into Home Goods, you're gonna get a few deals on a couple candlesticks. You're still gonna spend two hundred bucks. There's no way not to do it. So we're in there. By the way, the only thing you can't buy at Home Goods, never buy coffee. They're always going to try to sell you like seasonal coffee. That's like, you know, peppermint. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. It's garbage. You don't buy that. You can buy Tupperware from home goods. You can get the occasional like bath, you know, uh, body wash or some random, you know, do- you know, dogs, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever that you can get some stuff in there. But anyway, I was there. I was meandering through home goods as you do. And I had my elbows on the shopping cart. You know what I'm talking about? You know, when you're just like, don't feel like standing upright. So you sort of cave into the shopping cart, sort of, you know, sort of like going backwards in the whole like Cro-Magnon sort of evolution like heading back towards chimps right so i got my i got my i got my uh elbows i'm kind of like drifting around and i went to go find my lady i looked up and i thought i saw her like 10 rows away so you know they kind of drift in and out of the rows you don't always see them in the aisle so i go over and i and i and i and i just like i'm texting i'm you know i'm uh you know checking podcast reviews whatever <laughs> i'm just i'm kidding uh but i'm you know doing all that stuff here and 
I look up, I get next to her and I look up and it's not my wife. It's another woman who just looked like my wife. You know what I mean? Wearing yoga pants and a t-shirt, whatever the hell she had on. I don't remember. But either way, I was like, oh my gosh, just out of the corner of my eye, I saw this person. It, it My brain assumed it was my wife because I wasn't paying attention. I, I almost held her hand and she walked me out of there. I was almost kidnapped. So anyway, so I get, I get kind of flustered and uh, and, uh, and, I, and uh, you know, I, I, I grab a shopping cart and I start to walk away. I get three aisles away. I notice I'm, I'm, I'm literally pushing her shopping cart, the lady who's not my wife's shopping cart. I freak out and it's like too narrow of an aisle to like turn around. So I have to back up like a truck making a beeping sound. I had to back up three aisles, grab my shopping cart, which by the way, had nothing like there, there was nothing similar to these. And then I had to go find my wife with my tail between my legs. And I was like, nothing has changed from the age of five when I used to ha- like hide in clothing racks. Uh, but here's what I I've learned is I like to drift around the store and try out products, but if I am not tethered to my wife, she'll just start buying things and then she'll be like, well, I didn't know if I wanted the, you know, jute rug or the, you know, this. So I ended up getting both and it's like, bye, I tell you what, indecisiveness can be very expensive. All right. That was, I had to get that off my chest. That's just a story for me. Oh yeah. I tell you what other problems millennials are having. Taylor Swift sells her private jet, new owner linked to a car shield. What is that? A company? Taylor Swift recently unloaded one of her private jets, and at least one of the new owners is linked to a well-known company specializing in cars. The FAA records show that Taylor sold a Dassault Falcon 900 jet that's been in her possession for years, since 2009. The transaction was completed at the end of last month. Oh my gosh, she was driving a 2009 jet? Are you kidding me? I wouldn't be caught dead in a jet that's over 15 years old. Oh my, I bet you the jet still, I bet you didn't even have have new jet smell anymore what was she thinking was that the safety jet when the other jet uh, didn't have fuel or something oh my gosh how sad no this jet does is not meant for pop stars you got to get a bigger jet taylor so good for her and um uh you know but pretty cool for the guy who bought the jet although i must say if you buy a used taylor swift jet I'm assuming it got, I'm just assuming it has a lot of glitter in it. I don't know why. I just assume there's a lot of glitter and sequins that come from a Taylor Swift jet. I don't know. Well, I mean, I could be wrong. That could be an assumption. All right. Well, either way, Taylor Swift has found love and so has this guy. His name's Alexander Zidane. He built a program with ChatGPT to find love, and it worked. The title of this article in Gizmodo.com, which is like the nerd version of the New York Times, says this guy used ChatGPT to talk to 5,000 women on Tinder and met his wife. Tinder can be a hard place to find love, especially without an AI assistant. When Alexander got out of his last relationship in 2021, he started looking for a girlfriend in Moscow the old-fashioned way, swiping through Tinder. He sank hours into sending out likes, messages, and going on dates, which all went nowhere. So he decided to program OpenAI's GPT-2 to be his dating assistant. His program conversed with 5,239 women on Tinder, scheduling him over 100 dates and ultimately finding his wife. I really understand dating apps can be hard and embarrassing. And after, so, I mean, good for him. Hey, look, the nerds always win. The nerds always win. I'm sure he also owned a private jet he bought from Taylor Swift, but hey, that can't hurt either. All right, what else is going on? Oh, boy, it looks like Marianne Williamson has just announced her exit from the presidential race. I got to tell you, 
I'm a big fan of Marianne Williamson. You might not like her politics. I don't know why you wouldn't. She fights for the middle class. Uh, but either way, uh, she's a great author. She's self-made. She's one of the richest people in the country. She should buy Taylor Swift's jet. Hey, you, Marianne Williamson, you and I will do Flying with Dave. We'll just drive around in Taylor Swift's jet. Either way, here's what she had to say. I read a quote the other day that said that sunsets are proof that endings can be beautiful, too. And so today, even though it is time to suspend my campaign for the presidency, Mm. I do want to see the beauty. And I want all of you who so incredibly supported me on this journey as donors, as supporters, as team and as volunteers to see the beauty, too. There is so much for us to take from this. And that includes knowing that we laid it down in ways that we should all be proud of. We spoke for those who could not speak for themselves in this society. We spoke for those whose lives are falling apart at least indirectly, because of bad public policy. We spoke of those who are struggling because of environmental crises, because of racial crises, because of criminal crises, because of economic crises. We did what we could to shed some light in some very darkened times. For that, I will always be so grateful. I take memories into my heart that will last forever. And particularly for those of you, particularly those of you who are young, who felt that in this campaign you saw hope I want you to remember that that which is most important does not end on this day. The story itself is so long, the American story. The arc of history is what matters. And the ideas that we stood for, the ideas that are articulated, ideas you can still go to Marianne2024.com and you can read those issues pages. You can think about running yourself. You can think about being part of the longer story of American history and know not every individual effort succeeded for everyone who ever tried to make some progress. But anytime we put out that ripple of hope, anytime we put out any good idea, anytime we shed light in a darkened sky, then that light will remain and the darkness shall be less. And she goes on and on. And look, I mean, honestly, there was a huge smear campaign to just keep her down. They said, oh, she's angry. She's yelling at her workers. She's this, she's that. She always, she, she pulled relatively poorly. But anyone who ever really listened to Marianne Williamson speak, I think, was better off for, for it. You guys know one of my favorite books is um, The Law of Divine Compensation. And it's just this idea about like leading with love, with everything that you do. And you can be compensated literally, as they say, divinely, by just sharing your love and sharing your light. I mean, she was laughed out of the debates last election, right? You remember that? She was like laughed out of the debates because she wanted like a spiritual force. You know, she wanted a soul to be brought back to our country. And when we live in a world that is just ruled by capitalism, it just, it works until it doesn't. And, you know, everyone's pretty much aware of it. Whether you're, whether you're sort of on the left or the right, I think most people understand we're all being ripped off by powers that be. Here's a funny TikTok uh, from Jason Flom. Am I pronouncing that right? Um, and here's what they had to say about what it's like to be a parent in the United. And by the way, and by the way, criticizing policies doesn't make you anti-American. It's what we should all stand for. We live in a country that has not held up to the level of sort of respect it it sort of commands. Do you know what I mean? Our country is letting all of us down in different ways. The middle class has shrunk. 
people's money doesn't go as far as it used to. And we're led to believe like, oh, this is Biden's fault or this is so-and-so's fault. The problem's been along, around for a long time. On both sides of the aisle, there's insider trading. On both sides of the aisle, they don't want to pass bills. They don't want, there's so many issues. I mean, I mean, you've got political parties that would rather sabotage the American people just so races could be lost so that they could become winners. They don't have our best interest. Here's a funny TikTok for you. We're Americans. We can't take a day off if our kid is sick, so we send them to daycare and get everyone else's kids sick. We're Americans. Our childcare costs more than our rent. We're Americans. We expect women to work like they don't mother and mother like they don't work. We're Americans. We have policies of forced pregnancy, but no access to affordable basic health care or child care. It's horrible. We're Americans. We have the worst maternal death rate of developed countries. All right. And it goes on and on. I hate to be sinister, but this is the world, folks. I mean, this is the world. What is our, you know, what is our health care even get? The fact that I'm considering a home birth, not, not just because it's the most cost-effective alternative, but because, uh, you know, it's not even the cost of health care. It's to even trust the system. I know there's a lot of dark things to be discussed. Was this a de depressing episode? I'm not trying to mean it to be. I'll tell you what, I'm going to reset the mood. Let's reset the mood right after this. And what better way to reset the mood than with this story? German princess becomes first aristocrat to cover Playboy. Why does this feel like a Christmas movie? You know, it's some random German princess, or, you know, some random villa has a princess and her town's strapped for cash and they can't do the winter ball. And they're like, all you got to do is show us your boobs. And she starts an OnlyFans account. And next thing you know, uh, they've restored Christmas for all. Santa Claus is happy. No, that's not the story. Uh, but she is showing off the royal goods. Uh, so it says page6.com. Xenia Florence Ga Gabriella Sophie Iris, the princess of Saxony, has made history by becoming the first member of the aristocracy to pose for Playboy. And she told the magazine she thinks her regal ancestors would have definitely approved. The German princess, 37, strikes a racy pose on the March 2024 cover of German Playboy, draping a white sheet across one half of her body while leaving the other side completely bare. All right, give it up for... Th hey, look, hey... We can't all be 37-year-old princesses, uh, but when we are, do Playboy. I don't know. I guess, um, I don't know. Either way, um, yeah, that's it. That's the, royal, uh, that's the royal scoop. You wanted the royal news? We gave it to you. So, all right, to, to answer all your questions, uh, is my court case dismissed? Not yet. Um, but I, I do want to encourage everybody, like, there will be trolls out there that will you know, try to harass Jane Doe and this and that. I, I mean, I can't say this enough, but you have to understand, I have to keep on saying this. Don't contact her. Don't harm her. Don't harass her. Don't just, just, you know, the best way to treat this is pretend like she doesn't exist. Keep on looking for justice for the victims like Clayton and others that are coming forward. And we will have more information on that. And let's just all like not give her any fodder and any, you know, ammo to, to try to say that we're part of this campaign that's inciting hatred. I want nothing to do with hatred. We are all love baby. Now, I might not make it. I, 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 I will probably have a Patreon episode today, but I will be doing a Driving with Dave with Braden and Christina, which will take up some time. That's 10 a.m. Central Time. And then after that, I do have a meeting for this documentary that's going down. So lots going on. I will discuss everything with you afterwards. But just so you know, if you don't hear from me, it's all good stuff in the works. Have a fantastic day, everybody. As always, I'm Dave Neal, and this was The Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. 
Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.